superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How about this? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Show. Fans back in the building in the NBA playoffs. And a diving tackle by the security. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Redskins going to look into hiring that man right there. <laughs> what a tackle there by the security. Earlier on the show, 2021 Basketball Hall of Fame inductee Chris Bosh, 49ers CEO Jed York, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. Coming up, NBA champion, Meta World Peace. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We've already had a, a fascinating show with Chris Bosch and Jed York and Ian Rappaport. And Meta World Peace will be calling into the show shortly here in hour number three. As the NBA playoffs, the first week of the NBA playoffs has been about some injuries of note. Anthony Davis's groin looks like it's going to he's going to be kept out of tonight's pivotal game 5 in the Valley of the Sun between the Suns and the Lakers and the Lakers looked poised to uh take out the Suns two in a row at Staples with a banged up Chris Paul and instead the one who leaves the game is Anthony Davis and that changes so much of that series Joel Embiid I don't know whether you find an MRI tube large enough for him to fit into, but that, per, that hopefully isn't somewhere in the city of Philadelphia. I just keep hitting refresh on his name, Rich. Just And nothing yet, nothing right? Nothing yet. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. So keep an eye on that as the Sixers lost their uh, big toe um, during the Wizards win yesterday. Yeah, injury news for the Wizards, Rich. Yep. Uh, Davis Bertens, grade two calf strain. He's out four to six weeks. Okay. Ooh. Look, the Sixers should still beat the the Wizards. The question is, is what happens next when the Bucks and the Nets uh, connect with each other? So they beat each other up. For I know. <laughs> well, what you're hoping for is that the Celtics somehow win this one tonight. Yeah, let's go cease. Now, if you're somebody on the on the Celtics, do you go stomp on the Nets logo tonight? Except that logo means nothing. They have zero history. <laughs> I just hope that the Nets fans just stay cool. You know? Yeah. Go to Park Slope before the game. Get something, you know, you know, in your system to just chill. Whatever you can do. Just chill out. Well, you, you, you know, before you go to the game tonight, do not respond in kind here. You answer it yourself, like the players do it. Like as a Cowboy fan, obviously people love to stomp on our star. Our star, T.O. did it. George Teague handled it. So if Kyrie's stomping on the Celtics logo, that's something that Marcus Smart or Robert Williams have to go out and handle. Not you sitting up in your seat throwing water bottles. Like let the players handle that. Right. Right. Like George Teague did. Well, I mean... Let's not get any sort of physical, let's not hit anybody. Well, I mean, it's better them than jabronis coming out of the stands is what I'm saying. So, 
Can't we just chill at a game and watch it? I mean, geez. Yeah, we should be happy that we're allowed back in the building at this point, right? I don't get it. Maybe that's it, Chris. People are too happy, you know, throwing back too much of Grandpa's moonshine. Mm-hmm. But I don't drunk. want to go back to the bubble. I mean, you know what I mean? I don't want to go back to zero fans and and, ban- and like advertisement banners covering up covering up the seats. It's just but, and it's not all of them. It's just the the I know, it's just the, one. What is it? The bad apple? Just yeah. one knucklehead. That's all it takes. Doing knucklehead things. From Braintree? <laughs> Do you are you familiar with Braintree, Chris? I have no idea where that is. He's from up north there. I thought he may have spent some time in He's here. up from more. He's from Maine. Uh, he doesn't know. Like we, he, he doesn't, we don't, he can't be held responsible for all of New England. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. You're welcome, Chris. <laughs> he can't be held responsible for all of it. <laughs> but that, and then, of course, there's Luca's neck. Yeah. What's going on with him? They're hoping the extra day of rest in between games four and five will mean something. I'm hoping it doesn't, but. Dude, when you were, when it was 30 to 11, and Brockman's texting you about how the Clippers looked and the Mavericks are killing them. And I thought, oh, my God, is this really going to happen? Because here in this town driving around Sports Talk Radio, the Clippers were totally finished. Finished on Friday. Finished. They were, you know, now we're wondering, is Kawhi leaving and what is, you know, Balmer do and all that now? You thought there was a chance for a sweep on Friday. So it's an injury, and then, of course, it's the conversation of what's going on with the fans. This is what Kevin Durant said succinctly and spot on uh, after um, a member of the crowd at TD Garden threw a water bottle at Kyrie walking off the floor. Fans got to grow up at some point. I know that being in the house for a year and a half with the pandemic, um, got a lot of people on edge, got a lot of people uh, stressed out. Um, but when you come to these games, you got to realize, man, these, these these men are human. You know, we're not animals. We're not in a circus. Uh, you coming to the game is not all about you as a fan. So have some respect for the game. Have some respect for these human beings. And have some respect for yourself. Your mother wouldn't be uh, proud of you throwing water bottles at, at basketball players or spitting on players or tossing popcorn. So go the f*** up uh, and, and enjoy the game. You know, it's bigger than, it's bigger than you. Kevin Durant, that's what he had to say. And joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show with the conversation of fans and players and the words malice in the palace have been said quite a bit where people think that uh, we're just uh, uh, one one moment away from something like that happening again. Uh, joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show, kind enough to appear here as he's uh, been on the show before. Meta World Peace back on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, everything Hey, man, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for calling in. What do you think of what's going on right now, Meta? I mean, I wonder what your your two cents on the subject matter, seeing what fans are doing and how players are are uh, reacting or trying not to react. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's a little bit excessive, but you know, at the same time, I just feel like we have fans that you know throwing water bottles. That's very, very excessive. Um, definitely not acceptable. Don't popcorn. Very, very disrespectful. Probably not as excessive. Water bottles, spitting. Very, very disrespectful. Definitely uh, not accepted. Running on the court, touching the backboard. I mean, that's kind of funny to me, I think. Um, but, you know, the water bottle and the spitting, that's kind of a little too much, and when you're doing, when you're getting to that point, you know you definitely probably should be mandatory that fans 
receive some therapy before coming to a playoff game. It's like you have to, you know, you got to go get a vaccine and show a QR code with a vaccine. Maybe we need proof of therapy session now. Well, you know, I, I it is somewhat uh, disturbing the fact that, you know, we did see the popcorn being thrown. We did see the spitting happening, and that's in Philadelphia and New York. We hardly even discussed the harassment verbally that Ja Morant's family received in Utah. And all those organizations, uh, Meta, went ahead and, and said that the person who, who did it, their, their season tickets are revoked, and they've been indefinitely suspended from any event in the arena. And that did not work as 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 a deterrent. Somebody showed up in Boston and said, screw it, I'm going to throw a bottle. And somebody in Washington, D.C. said, screw it, I'm going to get arrested. You know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what you would say to the players if something like this is happening right now. Well, you know, for, I mean, I, I would just it's not really nothing the players could do. It's more about the, you know, just the control of the arena. You know, and that's pretty much it. I, I, it's, it's a couple of incidences. It's not every fan, so we shouldn't be. It's not fans. It's people. It's certain people. You know, if you, if you mention fans, fans is a positive thing. You're not a fan if you're doing these things. You're just a person who's doing bad things, right? So we need to we need to stop the narrative of the fans. The fans right now are pumped. We're in the playoffs. You know, so it, it, it's two separate type of people. You know what I'm saying? Um, so with that being said, I just feel like we got to make sure we're just aware and try to protect the players from certain type of people. You, you don't have to protect the players from the fans. So um, when you see players maybe feeling that they are getting accosted, that's why I asked you what advice you might give them uh, based on your world experience, Meta World Peace. I mean, you know, I mean, I did. Just keep, I mean, playing in Detroit, playing in uh, Boston, Philly, we, it, we we was ready for all the hostile language, and we, we loved those hostile environments. I used to be like, man, you, you should have heard what that guy said, you know. But when you start throwing stuff, that's the issue. But I, I would just encourage the players, go out there and, you know, have a great time, play basketball, and, you know, I, I think the NBA will handle everything else. Meta World Peace here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, and you became f- friends. I know you told me this story before, but for those who might have missed it, you became friends with the guy who threw the beer at you in Detroit, right? That actually happened? Yeah, I mean, we're we not like everyday buddy-buddy, but we, 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 we grew um, a nice little relationship. I reached out just like, because I had an issue with him personally. I, I didn't have an issue with nobody else. You know what I'm saying? So I reached out and kind of addressed that issue. And that was it, you know, for the most part. And we we actually had a good conversation. He told me why he why he did it. You know, it, it was a bet. Um, you know, he, he told me he told me the reason why, and you know, so that and and that was that. You know, what I'm saying he, he apologized, and you know, we move on. So again, I'm just all right. So you're just thinking that this is uh, a passing fad. That's just because fans are maybe forgotten how to conduct themselves because of a pandemic. Um, to me, it's, it's, I'm, I'm alarmed by it. And uh, um, I'll be honest um, because it just seems to keep happening. This is now a full week um, since we saw the popcorn being tossed 
coming up, and it doesn't seem to be abating. It seems to be one a game, one a, one a playoff day almost now. Yeah, I think I think it'd be okay, guys. Everybody's really excited about the playoffs, and some people are are, are overly excited. Some people are probably just going into the getting out the house now. You know, and imagine you being in the house for a year, which we were, and you could go to an event. Maybe you don't even like basketball, and you're just like, I need to go somewhere where I can be around people. You know, right? You know, so who who, who knows? Eventually, everything will open back up, and people that are not fans could just do go and do what they normally do. You know, versus uh, coming to a basketball game. You know, and like I say, I don't want to. It's not the fans shouldn't. You know, they shouldn't be treated like they're that person who threw the cup or the liquor or spit. Because the fans are doing a great job. You know what I'm saying? The fans are there cheering. They're they're not fans. They're just you know people that's you know doing uh, unnecessary stuff, and they and they're getting dealt with. The NBA is dealing with them. Meta World Peace here on the Rich Eisen Show. Are you concerned about the Lakers right now, Meta? Um, not right now. Obviously, AD. You know, we need him, and who knows what's happening with with his with his groin. Uh, I'll be concerned. I'm I'm concerned a little bit about a championship, but I'm not too concerned about right now. So you think they can get past the Suns minus number three for the moment, and then it's the long-term problem is what you're thinking? They have a shot. They have a shot to get past the Suns. They have a shot. You know, okay. uh, I think we discovered a few things with Mark and uh, LeBron playing together. Uh, we still got Montreux. Uh, we, you know, we still have Ben McElmore on the bench with hell of a shooter. I think we got shooters that can surround LeBron in the post. Um, so I think I think we're going to be kind of solid. But the championship, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about that. All right. So um, what's X versus X sports that you're founded? Matter? What's that about? Oh, yeah, thanks for asking. Of course. X versus X sports. Yeah, actually, thanks for asking. Of course. Um, X versus X sports is a platform where you join, download the app on the App Store or Google Play, mm-hmm. uh, create a game, invite your friends to a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when the game is starting, and, and put the score after the game. X versus X Sports tracks your points, and then you can get recognized for being the best in your area. If you're a recreational player, sign up, uh, join the community, uh, and create games. Uh, and you want to, what you want to do is try to get a lot of wins. So the main, the, the most important thing is when you're on the app and you're playing a game, input the score and press save. So we can keep track of your stats, and more people that are get on the app, they are send you a message and ask you, "Hey, would you want to play in the game?" If you're an elite player, it's a great opportunity to get exposure and then join our Xverse Exports leagues, which we're launching this summer. Okay, and I also noticed on your Twitter handle at MetaWorld37, uh, you tweeted out about um, 12 hours ago. I just agreed to my first boxing match. LOL. This is funny. Are you fighting? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a um, I'm doing a boxing match on X vs X Sports platform. Okay, but it's not going to be a boxing match where uh, I'm going to get my head knocked off. <laughs> it's going to be a nice, nice one. <laughs> What's a nice boxing um, yeah, match? Gonna, what do you mean? What are you talking nice about? Nice boxing match. Nice, friendly. Nice and friendly. <laughs> not like the ones we see. Uh, 
these people doing these days. But I thought a lot of people kept asking me, hey, when you're going to do a boxing match? People offered me a million dollars. I'm not, I'm not fighting. I don't want to fight. But, um, <laughs> but I said, you know what? I'll do something fun in a way where I'm not going to get my head knocked off. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, I know people always like to associate me with boxing. So I, I said, you know, I'll just do it. So we're going to do an X versus X sports um, boxing match, you know, on, uh, in, in September. And so I'm training now. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, anybody just follow at X versus X sports. Um, if, you, if you're interested in it, you know, message us and just tell me you're excited. So I know if you're, <laughs> if you're, in, if you're interested in it, but I'm excited about it. Well, it should be fun. Who are you fighting? Do you have a, um, a there's a couple people that we're talking to that uh, we can't disclose yet. Cool. Okay. Um, Will we have heard of but, this person? <laughs> Will we have heard of this person? Um, yeah, you might have heard of this person, and it's not going to be anyone. Uh, it's it's going to be a fun match. It's going to be a fun match. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Mm, Jake Paul? Is that what it is? <laughs> uh, no, not Jake Paul. Oh. Jake Paul can fight. I would never fight Jake Paul because uh, Jake is a boxer. Okay. He he's a real fighter. Okay. And he knows how to, and he's a really good counterpuncher. So, so you're so you're going to fight somebody who no doesn't way. know boxing and won't hurt you? Is that basically who you're going to just? Is that we just described it? Yeah, no? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you can you can read minds for sure. You can read minds. Okay. All right. I, I, I look forward to hearing that. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. All right, Meta. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. You be well. We'll chat again soon. Uh, absolutely. Look for my thank call. You, thank you. You too. bet. That's Meta World thank Peace, everybody. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Always interesting catching up with him. Sure is. Would you fight him? No way. No way. <laughs> He's 6'9", 250. Question, do I have a bat? <laughs> do you have <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> if so, then maybe. No, you do not. It's just your fist. Hey, I'm a bow out of that one. All right. I, I think you need, you need Negan's bat. <laughs> Nice. Well done. <laughs> well, if I had Lucille, maybe. <laughs> All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll hit the rest of this weekend in sports. There was a lot that went on. Our friend uh, Graham Rahal had an interesting oh. Indianapolis 500 and more. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. And Naomi Osaka's in the news as well. We'll hit that when we come back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs 
costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We have kind of, you know, messed up the place as best we can because the man to my right, Michael Rappaport, good to see you again, sir. Glad to be here. I mean, I, I'm sort of here against my will. Well, you're just here so you won't get fined. Well, no, no, because actually, I'm here against my will because I did lose a bet. All's fair and fun and fantasy. And you said you would clean the studio, and I'm, now it's time to do that. This is your janitor suit. Okay. To wear for the next hour. Ain't the first time I wore one. With the Rich Eyes and Show logo on it. You've got all sorts of different Ointments. spray bottles. Yes. There's uh, Ajax. Bags. Traditional Ajax. Sweeping. Yeah. No problem. Oh my God. You're just oh, dropping wow. candy on the floor to sweep up. Okay. They all, uh, Is that to eat? Yeah. Because uh, there's yeah. a five second wall. Yeah, eat that. It's kind of gross. Just up there. We, we have a show to the do. top of right. shelf, Michael. Okay. No problem. I don't think that's probably been dusted since we started no here in October man. of 2014. No problem. <laughs> Look, you can't even you can't even put the broom in the car. S- sir, sir, please let me do my job. <laughs> sir, please let me do my job. Okay. Uh, anybody? Oh, he's now spitting on stuff. Well, just spit polishing. This is great. Did we not even Swiffer him? We yeah, can I, can I, can I, listen, there's I, paper towels. There's lots of cleaning materials. You, you, you want to do it or you want to let a professional do it? <laughs> this is pathetic. This is, <laughs> this is, this is humiliating. Michael Rappaport yeah, yeah. spraying things willy-nilly. And whatever you sprayed over there, Rappaport, has wafted over here and it's coating my throat. Ugh. Oh, what the hell is that that well, you sprayed? We did, some co- we did some country day, but we have some neutral cleaning concentrated floor cleaner. We're going to get to you over there, my friend. Question. It stinks in here. I f- honestly feel like I am trapped <laughs> in a New York City cab <laughs> right now with whatever was hanging from the <laughs> from the rearview mirror. We're on TV right now. Right now, yeah. This is what live TV has come to, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think the puppy got jammed out. What kind of machine Dude, is this, man? You are the worst I janitor ever. I need industrial strength clean. This place is down. I mean, this is like, come on, man. Oh, there you go. Hey. It's working, right? People that do manual labor, they should be treated with the respect because this this little half-ass spit shine cleaning I did wore me out. Do me a favor before you leave. Clean up the mess you still put out there, please. Oh, no problem. This is still a mess on the floor. No, no problem. All right. I think we still have his overalls in our green room somewhere, by the way. <laughs> that was so funny. A long way back in the day. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Back here on Peacock, back here on NBC Sports on Peacock, as well as NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 211, um, and this Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate. Also, for those listening to us, Coast to Coast, streaming is for free on Odyssey. Hello. Hello. Um, and, um, and we're back from our Memorial Day weekend respite. Third extra day. It was good to have uh, that sort of break. Um, our friend Graham Rahal... Um, Wrecked coming out of the pits. He was in first place. 
Oh. I know, right? And I had just flipped on the race at that point. I watched right. a little bit of the pre-race coverage uh, with Tariko and Danica Patrick. I watched uh, introductions, so I watched the right. first couple laps. And then I was watching the basketball. I was kind of flipping around with the baseball games. And then I flipped back because there was about halfway through the race. I right. wanted to watch the rest of it. Right. Graham is leading. He pits. And his crew had a snafu with the tire. Right. And as soon as he came out, wrecked out. Oh, such a bummer. Elio Kostranevis won for the fourth time. So congratulations to him. on. Uh, and it was just great seeing fans, all those fans oh, in the stands, right? It was. Just great to see a major American spectator sport. Yeah. Had to have been like that. exhilarating for the racers. Oh, just my gosh. Feel that energy. And um, uh, in in baseball, um, we saw a great, a great moment last night. This is why I love baseball and I love the sport and it's just a great moment in sports um Kevin Pillar after he got his face broken and you know he um when you get your face broken by a ball one of the last things you do is um meet with the media and say that you're you're feeling for the guy who threw it and he wanted him to let the guy that he's apparently reached. He reached out to the pitcher who hit him in the face and broke his face and said, hey, you know, you didn't mean to do it. And I don't want this to affect you as right. much as you think it's physically affecting me. And it took him two weeks, but he's back. He came to the plate last night. Uh, I was watching it. I'll be very honest with you. I don't usually watch Mets baseball, but Jacob deGrom was on the bump. And uh, I have him in fantasy with... Uh, with my kids. It's my CTV. And and certainly when you see a video, and this is the 21st century, when it pops up on your Twitter feed that he started the game with 10 straight 100-mile-an-hour fastballs and then ended the first inning by dropping some nasty slider to strike somebody out. It's just like, okay, it is must-see TV. It really is He's something else. He really is something else. Oh. But uh, Pilar pinch hit. And the Mets were all on the top step, clapping for him, and all the Met fans in the uh, in the crowd in Arizona, all those retirees, <laughs> most likely, I'm assuming, right? All the guys and ladies from Queens who retire and they yeah, go there out there. Florida, right? So. No, they were in uh, they were in Arizona. No, I'm saying they either go there, yeah, or one Florida. of the two, right? Sure. Or they're or in Central witness, New Jersey. Or they're in witness protection, right? <laughs> Good one, Henry Hill. Good one. Henry Hill was there, uh, standing on his feet, clapping. <laughs> Looking for helicopters above. <laughs> um, and uh, and Pilar slashed a, a hit to left field. Amazing. Yeah, that was great. And I was watching it on the edge of my seat. I'm like, please don't throw inside. But the catcher was setting up inside. I mean, they the pitcher pitched to him. And What are you going to do, take it easy on him? No, yeah. no, 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 no. But again, it's just like, you know, it, it, it's a... It's just affects you in between. Oh, I your would temples. never get back in the box after that. I, I would probably quit. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of connect this to the um, story, the international story of the weekend, because we talk about the mental game of golf, the mental aspect, as I just mentioned, of baseball. What Pilar must have felt standing in there, and then the pitcher, like you know, I, I got to do my job, but man, I hope this doesn't get away. I mean. And then you 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 see in the world of golf, you know what's going to happen is somebody's coming down, eighteen tournament on the line, a, a green jacket on the line, the Wanamaker Trophy on the line. What's going to happen? It's such a mental, 
the, the mental aspect of sports is so crucial. And then when a player says, yeah, I don't know if I can handle the mental aspect of it, we're so critical. So very critical. Now, Naomi Osaka, who happens to be one of the best tennis players in the world, number two currently in the ranking, and four-time Grand Slam singles champion. If I'm not mistaken, Christopher, you can correct me, the current United States and Australian Open champion. I believe that's correct. Says at the French Open, hey, I don't think I'm going to be talking to the media because these people put so much doubt in my mind and it's too negative and I'm not going to appear. And doesn't appear. And the French Tennis Federation, or I guess the WTA, finds her. And I'll I'll be honest with you here, and I'm always shooting you straight. We talk about mental health here because it's a crucial part of our world. We all know somebody who suffers. We all know somebody. And whenever we talk about it, we get callers in saying, I'm so glad you're talking about it because we do look at it differently in the world, certainly in the sports world, because there is no crutch. There is no cast. There's no air cast, there's no hard cast, there's no crutch. But it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a hurt. It's something that's difficult to get through. Sometimes you can't physically perform. You're all the time about choking. But in terms of being able to perform because you can't maybe deal with the pressure, cope is the word. And we criticize it. But it is part of a professional athlete's job to talk to the media. It is. Sponsors want it because you're out there. You're face forward. Sponsors want it certainly if they're putting money into the tournament. That's paying the prize money. And... Publicity is part and parcel of our world. And I am biased because I am a member of the media. Shows like this one require people to want to call in and have a conversation. And you do find out in post-game press conferences, stories, poignant moments, that I think is what fans get into. When Nick Foles, after he won the Super Bowl, talking about sticking to your belief system. Now, it's much easier to talk after you've won a Super Bowl than losing one, but that is what is required of you as a professional athlete. That's what you get into. And I'm not saying what Naomi Osaka did is wrong because clearly, and this is what I hope, she is having some trouble coping with that aspect of this job. If she can't cope well enough to talk to the members of the media as is required, then she needs some assistance talking it out with a professional or somebody. And that's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And you could also say, well, she knew that getting it. Maybe she did as a young kid growing up where she grew up in Japan. Maybe she knew that. Maybe she knew like this is part and parcel of it. And she wanted the fame and she wanted the fortune and she knew it was coming. And then when it finally hit, She wasn't built for it, and she isn't built for it, and she's winning in spite of all of that. I feel for her. She just withdrew from the French Open over it. 
Now, you could sit here and say she handled it wrong going in and she's just covering her tracks. I think there's something going on between her temples that she needs to deal with in order to continue on because if she's so popular, people love her for good reason. And she does put her life out there on social media and she does want you to follow what she's doing and that's part of the pressure too. I can't imagine if she has trouble answering a question from a member of the media at a, at an, at a, at a tournament and it puts a negative thought in her head. What is somebody posting some of the stuff that I even see on my Twitter account to her how does she handle that maybe not so well so she puts out this statement as well you know that this is a situation i ever imagined or intended when i posted a few days ago and that may be naive in her thought she's just 24 years old i think now the best thing for the tournament other players and my well-being is that i withdraw so that everyone can get back to focusing on the tennis going on in paris she didn't want to be a distraction she said she never wanted to trivially trivial trivialize mental health or use the term lightly the truth is I've suffered long bouts of depression since the U.S. Open in 2018. Remember how she was born into the tennis world, too, with Serena having some mm-hmm. arguments with the umpire? The umpire, yeah. Remember that? Oh, that's yeah. right. She got that's penalized right. a point right. and it helped change the tenor of the match. Must have been wild for her, too, right? Yeah, just sit back and watch. Hoskins, put board. it back up if you don't mind. Anyone that knows me knows I'm introverted. She's having a really hard time coping with the depression. Anyone that has seen me at tournaments will notice I'm often wearing headphones as that helps dull my social anxiety. Though the tennis press has always been kind to me, and I want to apologize especially to all the cool journalists who I may have hurt, I guess by lumping them all together. I'm not a natural public speaker and get huge waves of anxiety before I speak to the world's media. She says she really gets nervous, finds it stressful to engage. She was feeling vulnerable and anxious in Paris, thought it was better to exercise self-care and skip the press conferences. I announced it preemptively because I do feel like the rules are quite outdated in parts. I wanted to highlight that. I wrote privately to the tournament apologizing and saying I want to be more than happy to I would be more than happy with speak with them after the tournament as the slams are intense. I'm going to take some time away from the court now, and when the time is right, I really want to work with the tour to discuss ways we can make things better for the players, press, and fans. Always Anyways, hope you are doing well and staying safe. Love you guys. I'll see you when I see you with a heart emoji. So I hope she gets the time away that she needs because, look, if she's going to continue on in this profession and succeed as well as she can, there will be press conferences. I mean, that's just the way it works. That's the way it goes in professional sports. That's why sports leagues fine players for not talking. Now, we in the media view ourselves as our jobs as a conduit for you, the fans. Fans might say, screw you, media, and then we're hearing that way too often, unfortunately. <laughs> Very unfortunately in, in, in threatening manners. But we're there to do a job. Some do it in a manner that is uh, reprehensible, and those people should be called out for it when they, when they do. But that's the way it works. You want to get into professional sports, you have to be prepared to speak when you don't want to speak and answer questions that might be difficult, but you can answer them in a way that, Get you out of there fast. It is an exercise for some. It's easy for some and it's difficult for others. And I hope she gets the work that she needs to get there. And, you know, <laughs> how about, I don't know the name of the gentleman who is in charge of the French Federation of Tennis who read a statement about their stance on fining Osaka 
read it in French, read it in English, and then took no questions. And it's like, could you be more tone deaf? (laughs) So we are going to do what we have to do with a player who has said they have a mental health break that's required, that they withdraw from the tournament because they didn't want to answer questions and you don't take any yourself. Was there anybody in French or English who was like, you know, hey, Claude, or I should get his name right. Uh, Bernard. Bernard. Hey, Bernie, let's sit down here. You got to take a couple questions. Like, what are you doing saying there will be no questions? This was all about somebody who didn't want to take questions, and now you're saying there will be no questions? What is your malfunction? How do people not, like, do I have to work PR and media relations for everyone? I can't. There's only one me. I feel like I do that so much here, whether it was the way the Astros handled their portion of the cheating scandal or baseball or sometimes my colleagues in the NFL or I constantly feel like I'm yeah. I'm, I'm like I should open some sort of crisis management well RES firm. consulting RES yeah. consulting is here for yeah, you we're here for you we do it all here yeah, yeah. You've, been do, they, you've been doing a lot of work lately nobody who's like you can't say there's no questions you've got to take a couple two three somebody could have said you know Bernie's got to go to a cafe. You know, he's got to go have a smoke. (laughs) You know, the metro is closed. One of those lines is closed. He's got to get on the metro. (laughs) He's got his favorite crepe stand closes in a half an hour. A baguette. Come on. How does that happen? Bon nuit. We wish her well, you know, and to take a question like, why'd you fire her? Well, we have obligations, and players here have obligations, and we can't wait to have a conversation with her. She's already written us. We're going to have a conversation moving on. I wish she didn't withdraw. Next question. Come on. Could you be more tone deaf? That was a very Chandler Bing way of putting it. (laughs) Also, Rich, you know, when people say, I saw a lot of Twitter comments like, well, you signed up for this. You knew you had to do this. No, when you're a kid, you're in your backyard in Brockman, you know this. You're out there playing three, two, one buzzer beater. You're out yeah. there doing stuff like that. You know, you're 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 pretending to hit a home run or hit a tennis ball. You're not ever as a kid sitting there thinking, no, I have to sit and do a press hey, conference. Man, anybody like, no who knows thinking that. everybody like I said, everybody knows somebody who suffers from mental health, right? For sure. I think I think many of us have come across a family or a friend who has a f- friend or somebody who's has a kid who's trying to make it in big time youth sports, right? In big time college sports or or go through a manner in which to get to the Olympics. Or you've met somebody who's trying to get a division 1 scholarship, right? Just trying to get a scholarship. But or or going to um one of these academies. Like yeah. that's oh, usually yeah. the path in tennis, right? Oh yeah. It's a very insular life. Cool. It's a very it's a very singular you are by yourself. life. Now you're trying to well, you've got other kids of similar age yes, who's attempting it the same yeah, way. Yeah, you're competing against right. them. But, yeah. it, but and and there's a school as well and an academy as well. They're trying to make sure that your brain expands too. But I don't know how much like public relations there is or any realization of what it is going to be like when fame hits you. 
And she's had a couple of years in the national stage and in the in an international spotlight. And she might be having trouble coping with it. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, fine her and she needs to grow up and figure it out. I'm actually sitting here saying she needs to figure it out, like in a different tone, like because she's got an incredible career ahead of her if this portion of her professional career choice does not tear her asunder. It's serious. Rich, you made a, a great point there when you said there's no... By the way, you could stop right there. We can go to break. Just leave it at a great point. <laughs> no, no, but... Sorry. <laughs> that was it. When you said there's no rule, there's no book for this. There's no nothing to tell you how to act. Like, you know, being here in L.A. over the last 20 years, I've had friends who literally on a Monday, not a person on earth knew who they were. Right. And then two weeks later, all of a sudden, they're on a billboard and your life changes. And yes, there is no manual for that. There's there is nothing not. to tell you how your life is going to change. And like, and people don't understand that. Like, correct. And, and the answer is, well, you chose a profession where you wanted to be on the billboard. Now you're on the billboard. How do you have a problem with being on the billboard? And it doesn't compute to people that, yes, I want to be on a billboard. Right. I want to be on a billboard. Yeah, of course. But I also don't know what the hell comes with being on that billboard yeah. <laughs> until I'm on that billboard. You don't. And I, like I said, and, I've seen and it happen. And it's very difficult for people to handle. So, yes, Naomi Osaka chose this profession. Or the profession found her. Maybe she grabbed a rack and it's just like, oh, God, she's really good. Like yeah, she's got like, And she keeps trying it and she gets to where she wants. Now, all of a sudden, she's... At Arthur Ashe taking on the greatest player of all time in Serena Williams and a whole poop show involving the umpire unfolds that does affect, in a way, the final score. And she's in the middle of all this. Mm -hmm. That's the way she's born into the international spotlight. And we're, of course, all focused on Serena, her behavior, the behavior of the umpire. Remember we talked about that literally for 72 hours Three news cycles of this show. Yeah. Nobody ever talked about her. And another person that you got to be thinking of right now, too. What about Jordan Love? No, I mean, we're all talking about Aaron Rodgers and Miles Teller's yeah. wife's Instagram account and Kenny Main Sports Center farewell and this show and these phone calls and that YouTube stream. And he's the one sitting there like, I'm just trying to make it here. How's he handling all of that? On a billboard. Who's that person? Name them. There's so many. <laughs> well, in your, in your Rolodex. Hey, I'm just saying. Nice. <laughs> Take a break. Set up the rest of the week here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, 
part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You have two dogs. Two correct. dogs, yes. Okay. Billie Jean and Bob Costas. Okay, now let's walk us through. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I grew up with all rescue dogs. We were just talking sure. about that. And okay. coincidentally, mm-hmm. they all had B names when we adopted them. And so when Andy and I got our first dog, we wanted to give her a B name. And mm-hmm. so, of course, we were huge fans of Billie Jean, and Andy adores her, knows her personally. So we named our dog naturally after Billie Jean. Mm-hmm. When we got our second dog, we just loved Billy and Bob, the idea of two dogs being Billy and Bob. Sure. And so we tried to think of like a tennis Bob, you know, and we thought of an Olympics Bob, Bob Costas. Well, uh, you've never met Bob? No, I have not. Okay, is the actual real live Bob Costas on the line here on the Rich Eisen Show? Uh, yes, he is. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you there, Bob? Yes, and I'm just calling to check on my namesake. Hello, Brooklyn, but really I'm more concerned with how my namesake is doing. Hi, Bob Costas. I've, we've Hi, never Brooklyn spoken Decker. before. No, no, we haven't. And somehow you've managed, I'm sure, to house train and take care of Bob Costas. And the canine Bob Costas is thriving, I trust. You know, he has his good days and his bad days. House trained is generous. You know, he occasionally leaves us a present on the couch. Um, I hope you don't do the same. Um, and he just got out of his cone last week. So, oh. no, we are not doing a great job raising our Bob Ooh. Costas. But, um, but he... <laughs> is a wonderful, lovely fellow, I'm sure, much like yourself. And, you know, much like myself, he has his good days and his bad days. And, you know, Rich, yes. now that I'm no longer doing the Olympics, I'm not going to do the Super Bowl, this may be my single best ongoing claim to fame. <laughs> Andy, and, Andy and Brooklyn have, have a pup named after me. Well, did you, were you aware, of Bob, of, of the dog being named Bob Costas? The first time I became aware mm-hmm. was when Brooklyn was a guest on The Tonight Show when Jay Leno was still hosting, and she dropped this bit of info on a breathless public, and I happened to be watching. <laughs> Come on. I had no idea. That's so funny. True story. Are you offended or are you flattered? Because it can go both I ways. I mean, English Bulldogs are not attractive dogs. It's okay. It may, it may, it may help my street cred in some small way. get. <laughs> I think they are beautiful, beautiful dogs, if that makes you feel any better. Beautiful dogs. They, they, they are. They are beautiful dogs. Mm-hmm. They don't seem like a perfect physical representation of me, but I'll take whatever you want to offer. It's all good. And Bob Costas, I can only call you by your first and last name now. So if we meet in person, it will be, hello, Bob Costas. You must know that. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for it. Thank you, Brooklyn Decker. Well, I would say Bob Costas stay, but we're out of time, Bob. Well, thank you, Rich Eisen. <laughs> <laughs> I referred to each other on their full names in that segment. Brooklyn Decker, Bob Costas, Rich Eisen. It's all on our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Tuesday after Memorial Day. What did you do on Memorial Day? What did you do yesterday, TJ Jefferson? <laughs> what did I tell you on Friday? I was you doing that. nothing. I left the house to go to the grocery store. That's it? And that was the only time I left the house this whole week. I just stayed in the crib. Okay. Nice. Very good. I mean, it wasn't, it was, I mean, it kind of got to me a little, but there was nothing to do. What do you mean it got, what do you mean it got to you? Sometimes I spend a lot of time alone. 
So sometimes Do you it want kind to come of, you can come over anytime. <laughs> I, I just feel that, you know, I'm not famous enough to invite oh, here, you over. Here you go. Compared to other people <laughs> who invite you over to their places. I try to explain I don't know if my place is palatial enough. I don't know if my resume is is five star enough for wow. you. Rich, you've been on CSI over. Miami. Not, not once. Not once. Twice. twice. And plus I know Susan. And I have Sh- played and I have played um my friend Caruso on an open for the show. Exactly. So and plus, I know it's Susie Schuster's uh, establishment, so I know it's not Jabroni whatsoever. That's correct. So. She saw that video the other day. Could you send it to her? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's bold. He sent it to her. Him saying that he's afraid of my wife. He, he sent that to her phone. I come downstairs wow. and she's watching a segment from the show. Like that. that wow. She doesn't do that too often. And she was watching. I'm like, how'd you get? Like, what did you? You know, because I'm always curious, you, even if from my own wife, you get on YouTube, you get on Twitter, you know, <laughs> you go on the Peacock page. Like, where'd so you get it you're, from? You're checking the analytics in your own house? In my own household. <laughs> I'm checking the analytics in my own household. Wow. Yes, because I'm that much of a professional to try and improve our distribution one viewer one. or listener at a time. I yes. I, I remember I almost didn't send it to her because I think it was like almost nine o'clock and I don't believe you should be texting a man's wife after nine o'clock so mean? i just well i'm just saying i will say that's actually pretty good advice yeah why yeah that's good advice you weren't like sliding into her text i know with but there's still like, and show video <laughs> there's still like a, a you know measure what I mean? of is that the proper use of the term there's a code of conduct yeah, rich there's a code of conduct because, you know the, if if you're if you're doing something untoward you're sliding you're sliding, into you're sliding, right? sliding. Yeah. it's like the franchise tag <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a respect thing, Rich. I, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate the higher register. <laughs> you got to be fired up about the Clippers, though, man. Yeah. I mean, you've comeback. got to be fired up because they look. Let me get this then right. They here. were Hold dead. It was over. Hold on a second. Kawhi's going to Miami. I know you tweeted he- out The Undertaker, uh, <laughs> Jeff, after the. Uh, t- you right. texted it to the chain yeah, after the, the Celtics beat the Nets. Yeah. We're back. Um, let me get this right. Kawhi. Averaging 33 points per game uh, in games three and four on 62.7% shooting. He didn't miss, bro. But think about it. After the first two games, it was, well, Kawhi's out. He's got an opt-out after this year. Oh, yeah. You know he's Dude, gonna, You know Jimmy Butler is going to try to bring him to Miami. Driving around listening like, to some on. local radio talk here because I have no life in the car. And, you know, it's either that or listening to news. I don't do much music, but at any rate, uh, I'm listening, and it was, you know, Ty Lue made a mistake, tanking the last two games of the season. Oh, yeah. Um, Luka Doncic is the greatest player in the history of the NBA, and Kawhi and playoff playoff P is... Pandemic P. Yeah, right, And, (laughs) and, and Kawhi is out. Kawhi's going, and where's the guy who who took the entire Raptors on his shoulder? Where's that guy? Well... 33 points per game, 62.7% shooting. He don't miss. That's what you want out of your your superstar when you're down 0-2. Yeah. And also, I, last week, what did I tell you? I said the Clippers, what they need to do. Luka, you can't stop. Right. He's he's just going to get his. Well, you can't let the Tim Hardaways of the world hit you and Maxi Kleber's get 20 points a game on you. 
and we're stopping these guys and we're winning these games. It helps, yeah, the it helps when he's injured, though. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but still, I mean, injured or not, he's still going to get his. You're not going to stop him. So you've got to concentrate on the other guys, which we did. How about the Clippers might come out of this thing after all of this, like the higher register, maybe they can win the West. Well, especially if AD's out. Well, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Look, back in 2000. Still, no matter, no matter what and how talented Morant and Brooks are and Valanchunas. And they are. Yeah, they're not the beating right? Utah. So, well, well, what I'm saying is no matter how talented they are, Utah beating them will not have them come out like, yeah, they're the one seed. No, it's still. True. Still, True. even if the Lakers are out and it's the Suns, the Clippers, and the winner of the NBA TV contest of the night. <laughs> Which is a great series. I know. Blazers and Blazers. And, uh, and Nuggets, right? Put it all together. Even then, the Jazz are going to be like clear-cut one. You know, they, they had the best record in the West. They just, you know, dispatched with the young Grizzlies. They still won't get that respect. No, this Jazz team not. is good, man. Yeah, they are. This is a good team. So are the Nuggets. So are the Blazers. So, so are the, the Suns. So are the Clippers. The West yeah. is loaded. What about the Clippers? Yeah, the Clippers. I'm, like I said, I'm going to keep my expectations what was here. The, what was the confidence level Friday number that you It was gave? nine. That they're going to be back in it. Yeah, you said uh, when we come back on, on Tuesday, Tuesday today. would the series still be happening? And you asked me what oh, my yes, confidence level true, was, yeah. and I said it was a nine. Now, series is more than happening still. But here's the deal. Mine was a zero, and we got a game. We got a game tonight. Get a game. Barkley <laughs> said that the Mavs weren't going to win another game in the series, and that's got me a little worried because as soon as Charles says something, he also said. Excuse well, he's me, also Charles been, also he's said been that on. the Bucks yeah. were going to sweep the Heat. Chuck has been on halfway this through. Actually. Yeah, but I could. By the way, <laughs> that was one of Ernie's post-it notes you and yeah. I were texting about. Yeah. Can I revisit something with you from? We a few have ninety ago? seconds for you to revisit. Do you want to take back your "you wouldn't trade Tyler Harrow"? Oh, for the way. Hold on a second. Hold on. Stop! 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 You want to take that back? Stop. It's one of those things where I'm glad you brought this up. All right, there because was no doubt I was. I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> where I thought this throughout the house, and I made a mental note. Got to talk about it Tuesday. So I'm glad that you brought it up. Well, wait till tomorrow when we have no, more time. I'll say it here and I'll say it again tomorrow. Me saying I wouldn't break up the heat for Giannis. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade Tyler Hero and I wouldn't trade all the young kids for Giannis. Without a doubt, in my seven years of doing this show, the worst take I've ever had. <laughs> Mea culpa. I own it. I was walking throughout my house saying, thank you for bringing that up. Worst take I've ever had in the history of this show. I respect you so much for saying that. Rich, it was a pandemic last <laughs> yeah. year. The bubble, you weren't thinking right. I'm it's totally the heat, but yeah, I would totally never fine. break up the heat yeah, to get the Bucks at Tenecumpo, and they sweep the hell out of them, and my... Bad. I actually wrote a tweet to you, Brockman, and I deleted it. I was like, I'm not going to tweet this. No, it's okay. Don't tweet it. I mean, you come at me. <laughs> Don't at me if you make sense. See you Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs>